season two of the Big Sauce podcast. Today, Luke and I are going to be giving awards to MLB players for the first half of the season. We made some of our own awards, and we have the most notable awards that MLB uses, but first half edition, so it doesn't count the whole season. It doesn't count anything else in their career. But let's start it off with our first award, breakout player of the first half. Luke, I'll let you go first. All right, so my first half breakout player is going to be uh, Freddie Peralta of the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Peralta, in his career, he's been, he'd always, he hadn't been that good for the most part. Uh, in 2020, he had his best year. He had an ERA just under four. Uh, struck out 14 batters per nine innings. He always has had really good strikeout numbers. Uh, it's just been about limiting hits for him, uh, limiting hits and walks. Uh, and this year, he's done that well, especially with hits. Uh, four hits per nine, that's insane, basically. I mean, you almost never see his ERA drop to uh, just under 2.4, uh, another great thing. And so the strikeouts have stayed there, uh, and he's had his best season so far. So, I mean, for me, he made, he made his first All-Star team. Uh, and for me, just the improvement uh, in allowing hits and maintaining the strikeouts has been the reason that he has uh, had one of the biggest breakouts of any player this year. For me, I had Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as my breakout player. He's a... Uh, pretty famous because of his dad and he had lots of potential like coming up in the minor league system and then in 2019 he had a kind of underwhelming debut uh debut season and then 2020 not not much better but this year like i predicted in the off season he got in a much better shape and has been hitting bombs he's been one of those three guys trying to get the home run leader and it's just been really fun to watch seeing how he even he switched positions from third base to first base, so it's been really interesting watching him uh, play the season. Not just hitting uh, home runs, but hitting for average too. He's hitting three thirty two, so that's something I noticed, and I thought that was very surprising going into the season. Uh, now let's go into rookie of the year, Luke. I'll let you go first. All right. All right. So my rookie of the year is um, Adolis Garcia. I think I'm saying that right. I'm not totally sure uh, of the Texas Rangers. He, he, I didn't really know who he was. This is not the first time he's been in the majors. He made the majors in 2018. He played 20 games and again in 2020. He played three games. So, but he still had rookie status because he didn't play very much in the past. And this year, he, he got his first chance as a full-time major leaguer, and he's made the most of it. Uh, he's got 22 home runs. He's in 270. He doesn't walk very much, only 16 walks. Uh, but he's a kind of an all-or-nothing hitter, which is what we're seeing a lot of now. But I think just the power numbers have been there. He's been great offensively. Uh, he made his, he made the All-Star team this year. Very, very good job for him as a rookie, making the All-Star team. His defense has been all right. Uh, playing center field, which is a, a tough position to play, not most difficult, but a, a tough position to play. And just the improvement is has been incredible for him. Going from in 2018 with the Cardinals, going 2 for 17, which is terrible, to this year uh, hitting 270 with 22 home runs. So 
he's been great this year, and I think he's uh, very deserving of a rookie of the year. For me, I had Tyler Rogers as uh, Trevor Rogers as the rookie of the year. I had him because he only pitched in seven games last year, and this year in eighteen games, he's had a two point three one ERA. And he's been striking a lot of people out. He has 122 strikeouts this season, and it's it's been really fun to watch. He's been, uh, and he got selected to the All Star team, like Luke said, being an All Star in the uh, as a rookie is very impressive. As some people, a lot of people don't even make the All Star team in their entire career. So I found I, there might be a little bit of bias as I I'm a pitcher, so I like watching pitchers, but I found it. Very fun to watch him this first half of the season. Now let's move on to most disappointing player. Luke, I'll let you go first. Okay, so my my pick for most disappointing player is going to be Christian Yelich. Uh, Christian Yelich in 2018-2019 had two of the best back-to-back seasons we've seen in a long time. Uh, winning MVP, finishing second the following year. And then 2020, he really struggled hitting 200, just over 200. Uh, in only 12 home runs, and then this year came back, and I think a lot of us expected him to bounce back and return to his form, to his 2018-2019 form, or at least somewhat close to that. But this year he came back, uh, and I know he's been hurt for some of the time, but in just 59 games, he has not really improved compared to last season. Uh, the average has gone up. The on-base percentage is very impressive at 399. But only five home runs, which is not something you like to see when a guy hit 36 and 44 uh, just three years ago, three, four years ago. So I think just the fact that we all, ex- or at least I expected him to return to form, and instead he's having the worst offensive year of his career other than last year, uh, that's why he's been disappointing for me. Yeah. My most disappointing player actually is a, was a rookie this year, which surprisingly, in April and the first couple weeks of May, your man Mercedes was hitting the lights out of the ball. He was one of the most exciting players in baseball. He was kind of a big dude, but he was he was hitting the ball really far, and he even pitched, and everyone liked him. But then he recently he's been playing very badly and kind of fallen off. From what he was like at the beginning, I think the start of this was when he took the three zero pitch and hit a home run. Uh, that and then the manager d- said some bad things, and ever since then he's been kind of falling down. Because he's a young player, I, I could see him coming back. Actually, he's twenty eight years old, so he'll ha- he'll have another shot, but maybe not a lot longer. But it was rough to see him go back down to Triple A after what we've seen in the first month of the season. Now let's move on to the Scion. Luke, I'll let you start it. Alright, so the obvious pick is Jacob DeGrom. There's really no question there. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pick DeGrom because that would be too easy. Uh, even though I think that's who deserves it, I'm just going to go with my second choice. Uh, and for me, that would be Brandon Woodruff. Um, Brandon Woodruff was an all-star in 2019. Uh, he had a very solid season then. Uh, and then again in 2020, put together a nice year. He led the league in starts. And, but then this year, 2021, he's had his best year by far. Uh, his ERA just over two. Uh, he's pitched 113 innings. 
and has 129 strikeouts, a very good number. Um, his innings, his uh, the amount of innings he's pitched almost matches his 2019 All Star campaign. So he's had the longevity, and I think he's going to be able to keep it going. Uh, he's limited home runs, he's limited hits, uh, he's getting strikeouts. So I think that he he would be my second choice for Cy Young, and I'm going to pick him today, uh, just because he's proven that he's a top a top level starter. Uh, in a rotation that includes some of the best starters in all Major League Baseball. So that's why he's going to be my Cy Young pick. My Cy Young pick is Jacob DeGrom. Like Luke said, it was kind of obvious. Not much you need to say. He's a starter and he throws 100 miles an hour consistently. No one can hit it. And he he gave up like... He had a, a long streak where he didn't even give up a run. And... A bad outing for him is giving up three runs. So that's that's all you need to say about him. Three runs is like a very good ERA for someone. But for Jacob DeGrom, that three runs is like horrible. A horrible outing on the mound. Now let's move on to most exciting player. Luke, What? who do you have? Uh, my most exciting player is going to be Shohei Otani. Um, and I think this is because... Anytime that he is on the field, especially when he is pitching, it's all it's all over the news uh, because this is something that we've never seen before, uh, never in anyone li- in any, anyone right now's lifetime. And he gets comparisons to Babe Ruth often um, because Babe Ruth is the closest person to ever do this. But I think that even Babe Ruth never did exactly what Otani is doing. Because Otani is pitching and hitting at the exact same time. Ruth did it in the same season, but only very briefly. And when he was doing one, he usually wasn't doing the other. And Otani is doing both these things at a high level at the same time. And I think that just any time he steps on the field, he has potential to do something incredible. And that's what people love to see. Um, And so there's a reason that every time you, you watch an Angels game... You're seeing some stat that Otani broke from a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and all of the fans—he's bringing fans from all around the world because he's an international player, and he's yeah. also my pick for most exciting. But I don't know, Luke, if you know if you heard about what like Stephen A. said that he can't be the I face did. of baseball. I heard about what Stephen A. said. Yeah, he can't be the face of baseball because he doesn't speak English. I don't think that's true. I feel like that's kind of an ignorant thing to say as baseball is a very international sport and a lot of big chunk of players in America, in uh, the major leagues, don't speak English as their first language or even at all. A lot of them are from Latin countries and those are some of the best players. So it would be pretty ignorant to just ignore them and even even though they're bringing a lot more to baseball than, say, some players that do speak English fully. Like, Mike Trout speaks English completely, but his impact is on the field, so you shouldn't really consider things off the field. When You never hear Mike Trout really talking much off the field, but he is the best player in the game, right? So, Luke, what do yeah, you think about yeah. that? Um, I think it's, it's bad. I mean, I think it's a bad take. Uh, Stephen A., I don't think he's really a Shohei Otani fan. Uh, in the past, I think this year he said things that he doesn't. It, it doesn't really sound like he likes Shohei Otani. And I mean, 
I, I don't know why. I don't know what he has against him, but I think that's just I think that's stupid and kind of like you said, ignorant to say. Because why can't he be the face of baseball? Like you said, Mike Trout, the best player, he doesn't really talk to the press. You don't see him going on MLB Network on ESPN. Um, so I think that there is no reason Shohei Otani shouldn't be able to be the face of baseball. Ichiro um, was the face of the Mariners, and he didn't really speak English. So I don't see why Shohei Otani can't be the face of baseball. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, piggybacking off of that, uh, Shohei does it like he has a translator. I uh, heard this earlier today. He has he speaks English, but he has a translator. So if he does misinterpret something, it's fixed through the translator rather than him saying something and making it wrong. So he might have as good English as Stephen A. Who knows? But. It, yeah. it's it's pretty irrelevant. You should just think of what they do on the field, not not what they like, what language they speak. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, st- I mean, Otani speaks English. So did Ichiro, but Ichiro used a translator even when he was forty five years old. Um, and I know Ichiro spoke English, and I'm not surprised that Otani speaks English. I think a lot of these guys use translators though, so that way they don't say something that they don't mean to say. Or they don't misinterpret what uh, reporters say because they don't want to sound stupid and say something that doesn't make sense or say something that might be misinterpreted by the press. Yeah. Let's move on to our last award, uh, MVP. Luke, who do you have for your MVP of the first half? Um, I- I'm going to go show Itani again. Um, I talked about it a bit, uh, his impact as a two-way player. Uh, it's incredible. He's got 33 home runs leading all of baseball the most home runs ever by a Japanese player, and it's he's only halfway through the year. I mean, that, that kind of speaks for itself, considering there's been a lot of great Japanese players. Uh, his OPS Plus has been 178, which is through the roof. He leads all the base on slugging, almost a 700 slugging percentage, which is incredible. Uh, he leads the American League in triples, which is impressive. He's, he's fast, even though he's got 12 steals, which is a very good number. Um, and then the pitching. Uh, I think after last year, he threw two games, less than two innings. He had a 38, uh, 37 ERA, which is like mind-boggling. And then this year he came back. Um, I think he made some mechanical adjustments. And this year he's been very good. Uh, 3.49 ERA, which is inflated by a bad outing against the Yankees. I think without that, that ERA goes down significantly. I'm not exactly sure what it is. But it goes down significantly. Um, only 70, 70, 67 innings. Uh, but that's expected because it doesn't start as much as a regular starter does. But in those 67 innings, he's been very good. Uh, 87 strikeouts. Uh, and then you put that together with the offense. Uh, he, for me, is probably the most valuable player. Because uh, the, the term most valuable indicates you're most valuable for your team. I think the Angels, uh, Mike Trout is hurt. If the Angels did not have Shohei Otani, Angels would be a last place team. Yeah, that's all facts. But for me, my MVP is Jacob Degrom. Like I mentioned about his pitching earlier, he's it, nobody can touch his stuff. But one thing I also want to note it is he's hitting over 400 from the offensive side, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, I think he came up in the draft as a 
hitter, if I'm not correct, as a shortstop. Yeah, he was a shortstop, yes. So it makes sense that he could still hit the ball well. He technically does have a better average than Shohei, if you think about it. Hey, 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 hey. But he's got so, how many? He's got He's got way less at-bats. At-bats. Yeah, he has way less at-bats. No, 30, sorry, 33 at-bats. <laughs> yeah, but like... And still. no home runs. <laughs> but still, it's crazy for a pitcher to be doing this. Um, he's gonna win the, he's gonna win the silver slugger, the gold glove, and the Cy Young, all at the position, uh, the pitching position, which I think is gonna be crazy. He might even win MVP. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but I think I think he could. Yeah, he probably good chance of doing it. Well, that's all we have for today. We'll be back sometime this week. Uh, see you guys. Peace.